0: to Walking Through Glass, the podcast with your host, Dr. Dina C. Brown. Today on the show, we have a phenomenal guest, Marianne Toro, who's going to have some conscious conversation with me about empowerment through financial literacy, right? Haven't we all had those times when you know, our money just didn't seem quite right, or we didn't know just what to do. And the only thing that we could imagine doing was buying a pair of shoes, but yet we shouldn't do that because it's how we choose to spend our money, how we see ourselves as a, a income earner, etc. That helps us walk through the glass um, a little clearer, a little more confident, and a little more consistent. And so, I'm excited. For Miriam to introduce herself to you and give give a little bit of something something about who she is, what she does, before we write we jump into that conscious conversation. All right, Miriam, let them know who you are.
1: Hi, I'm excited to be on your show, Dr. Dina Brown. My name is Miriam Toro, and I'm just very honored to be here with you today. My background goes from being in management since I was like 16 years old I became manager at every company I I came across and it's just exciting that I'm I'm able to help others and lead others and now I'm I'm doing it in a financial way so I'm a wealth advisor and I've been doing that for 7 years prior to that I did commercial and auto insurance for over 20 years and it's just very exciting to change careers and Help others where it's very, very much needed. So
0: that's fantastic. You know, you mentioned um, changing careers, and there's some mindsets that have to also follow you in regards to money when you do when you're in a state of transition. And I just thought about that as you were talking about you've had just this amazing career.
1: And it's always been around servicing and helping people. That is correct. Um, I started at a very young age. And, um, you know, I lost my mother when she was uh, 43. I was only 16. So I had to work and go to school at the same time. And seeing people uh, work hard and just not able to enjoy their life made me create a passion for understanding the need to help others in this area. And it's just been very fulfilling to see people grow and become better financially.
0: Now, why, why a wealth advisor? Why not? You know, you did auto insurance, which again is about covering people. Why a wealth advisor particularly?
1: Because the wealthy become wealthier and everyone else stays the same unless they have direction or more education. And when I saw that, I said, why are some people being overlooked? That was including my family and even myself. Most um, you know high schools, they don't teach financial education. And I thought to bring it upon myself to make a difference, that's very intriguing how very, very um, legends, they leave a legacy, they leave um, something behind in the world. And I said, why can't I do that? I can also help others and make a difference in this area. I feel that, a lo- uh, you know, the only, you have the top percent of the population, you know, it's only very few, the three percenters, the rest of the population doesn't know what to do. And there's a big problem financially. And I'm excited to be part of the solution and helping people achieve their goals.
0: And that's really, I'm glad that you said that. And I wanted you particularly to particularly speak to the concept of what wealth is and and people See people who are rich in a sense, but yet they're not wealthy per se. And for me, when I think about being wealthy, it's more than how many zeros you have um, that you can write a check with. It's really your mindset that you have to accompany it. And that building wealth is more than just accumulating things. And one of them, a good friend of mine, always says, you know, that if you are being, if you're writing the checks, okay, you're on the road to being, you know, physically, literally, you know, wealthy, But if you understand how to create <laughs> the income <laughs> that goes with not only writing those checks, but earning money while you're sleeping, then you begin to really become wealthy. And so it's more the wealth and mind, body and spirit that also brings forth a financial um, result to go with that. So I like how you spoke about, you know, why, are, why do some people have access and some people don't? I mean, that's huge, especially in underrepresented communities that they're not really getting the information. And John Hope Bryan, I just came back from the Hope Global Forums, and he wrote the book called The Memo. And he'll always say, you know, did you get the memo? <laughs> And I feel like so many of us, especially women,
1: we don't get the memo. Exactly. And you think about, you know, people like that um, have Steve Jobs, you know, he worked so hard. He had so much money, but at the end of the day, he didn't get a chance to live Beyond, you know, I don't know, maybe under, he was under maybe 60 or something. He was very young when he passed away with all of that wealth. So I'm thinking you living today and you need to just make sure that you enjoy that day and not have that financial stress because you can, you know, make more money, but you can't buy more time. And to me, every day is a miracle. We're alive every day is a passion to be able to become better. And, you know, it's it's so interesting when you see people that can say, hey, I can travel the world. I can leave tomorrow, but I'm not, you know, a slave to my job. I'm not a slave to my bills. And that's something that is my passion to see people accomplish, you know, their dreams while they're alive. That is, you
0: know, I share that I want to live my very best life today, not tomorrow, not 50,000 years from now, or when I quote unquote, consider myself achieved, whatever it is I think I needed to achieve. I want to live my very best life today on the road to always living a better life. And I don't want to hold back. Like you said, living now, I want to switch gears a little bit when we talk about women and money and their money mindset. And, and beginning to empower themselves by understanding how to use money to build wealth, how to use opportunity. And as I was working on um, actually a presentation for another an upcoming event, what keeps coming up is that there's something called relationship capital. And to me, that is the biggest um, asset to anyone who would ever consider themselves wealthy is the relationship capital. Why? Because those people that you connect yourself to, they have the power to open doors, facilitate, and to collaborate with you to exponentially grow not only your financial wealth, but your additional relationship capital. And relationship capital are the people that you know the people that you know that can actually do something to add value to you that's doing value to others. How I define it is that my relationship capital are the people that I am intimately connected to, to help support me and connect with me to grow me to my next level.
1: It's, uh, yes, it's very important to, um, like you said, um, be more aware of, you know, what's going on, being involved in, you know, the economy, the finances. So stuff like that really helps, you know, to having more awareness, the financial literacy, financial campaigns, it does really, you know, help our mind, you know, expand to think bigger.
0: Think bigger. so when we talk about financial tips for women, so again, for me, it's really know your circle. Know who's in your circle and know who they know. Because I say to people that I'm connected to on an intimate personal relationship level that if I know them, then you know them. Whether they've ever officially met those people at all. And when I grow and I have an opportunity that can increase, you know, whether it's investment knowledge, whether it's other financial literary um, opportunities, is that. If I know, then I want to make sure that you know, okay. And that's who I am as a person. That's who I am as, um, a woman walking through the glass and knowing that we don't walk through by ourselves. And I share with people, you know, the term walking through glass, and I've been spending a lot of times thinking about it. And I say this because what does it really mean to walk through the glass? And I've just sat there because I get asked this question quite often. And so I realize it bears repeating and, and, and sharing consistently is that walking through the glass is not you breaking the glass ceiling and you becoming, for you, becoming the number one wealth advisor, you know, for your team or your group or your organization. It's not me um, being the CEO, getting the corner seat. Walking through the glasses, now that the glass ceiling has been shattered, now that I've broken through as a woman, the things that bear on me while I'm in those positions. And I'm in that state. It's very um, powerful because it stems to our even the way subconsciously we think about ourselves. And so those little shards of glass, depression, anxiety, um, limiting beliefs, um, imposter syndrome, all of those things go in the mix to make me doubt who I am. Now, for you as a wealth advisor, who's like really helping other people and sharing with other people and and helping them. get to their own financial well-being, whichever, what that looks like for them. Has there been a time for you in this season, like now, as you're doing that, that you're sitting there, that you have to have some self-talk with yourself, that you have to talk to yourself to say, okay, get out of it. You know, what's going through your head or do you have those moments when things are going through your head and you're trying to figure it out or it feels like the things that you're striving for, or now that you have it, it's still not Absolutely. working
1: Absolutely, A lot of times we know what to do. We just fail to do it. And, you know, especially when you go through those purchases that you're not even thinking, you're just trying to keep up with the drones and you're, Pretty much saying, Oh my God, that purse would look amazing with my outfit, but I already have 20 purses. So a lot of us know what to do already, but we just kind of think about mm, that moment of therapy. Um, It could cost you a lot in the future because if you think about that $500, that $1,000 you spend, you could have it in your retirement and actually increase it, you know, get more interest on that money because you have appreciation, you have depreciation. So your money must appreciate, not depreciate. So you think about that, you know, once you take the ticket off, it's depreciated. So the goal is is like we have the tips, we have the knowledge, we know we got to save 10%, but are we really doing it or are we just thinking prior- we're not prioritizing. So I think that we when we think long term We need to think about what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in the market right now, but we need to be ahead of the game, prepared. You're either wealthy or you're really stressing. So there's no room in between. So to me, I really think right now it's more about, you know, being proactive and getting things handled, getting things done and making that shift. If we don't make the shift, we're going to live with regret. And you've seen people that are still working past 70, and it's just like pretty, pretty depressing.
0: So, what about what about you? What shifts have you made, say, in the last three years? What shifts have you made to really begin to change the trajectory
1: of I know that, your financial you know, well being? I- I started working as a wealth advisor seven years ago, and I quit my job five years ago. But I knew that if I had a day off, I had enough time to go shopping. (laughs) So then instead of going shopping, you know, I figured I'm going to go read a book. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to a networking event instead of having that free time to go do some, you know, some serious damage, you know, I'm making something that's going to help me become better and not going to cost me money. Because if you create a budget and say, Dr. Dina Brown, today I'm going to spend $20 whether it be Starbucks or coffee with my friends, that's my budget. If I go past my budget, that's it. I can't do it anymore. So you have to create limits. So that's what I did. You know, I create limits where I say, hey, I'm going to eat at home today. And if I want to spend 20 or $15 today, well, I'm going to use it wisely. So it's just having a little more common sense about, you know, that I'm going to need tomorrow. Today, I'm going to work hard to make it. So that's what I that's what I did. And also investing in yourself. You know, I know that you do so much for others as far as helping them, you know, have a better life. And it's just a personal development is so important because feeding our brain is just going to help us become successful and achieve those, you know, achieve that dream. We all have different dreams. I don't know what your dream is. You might want to go to Europe. Like you said, you love to travel. And um you know I want to live in the Bahamas. I want to be able to have a little island <laughs> next to nothing.
0: <the laughs> <laughs> well, my dream was is and I love that you're speaking to that that dream and, and making some sacrifices in the now. So living my very best life today doesn't mean throwing everything to caution and just spending like there's no like there's no tomorrow. It's making conscious choices for for the greater good and and my dream And what I'm working towards is to open up my bed and breakfast called the CEO Sanctuary um, for women. And it is a place of respite, a place of um, renewal for women to come and reset, you know, often and to reconfigure and rescript. Sometimes we get some scripts in our narrative that, that don't really align with who we are. So it's a place for them literally to come. And reconnect with their authentic self. And then by doing that, um, they might choose, you know, to write. So I literally can close my eyes and envision what it looks like, what the different rooms look like, what, what I want to do again as a business model, um, with it, because the CEO sanctuary also has other business elements, um, that go with it. But the core part of that is that I also want to be at a point where I can help more people, especially women—women women that need a safe haven and a place. So my goal is to employ and help other women who may be victims of domestic abuse or violence or, or homeless, et cetera, begin to re-script their narrative as well and begin their wealth journey. Because life happens to you doesn't mean that you have to sit and whatever muck that it's created for you. So for me. The concept of wealth is not just gaining financial um, wealth for myself, it's being able like, to empower others, especially women, to begin to build their own system. And that also begins with having a solid um, sense of relationship capital. That's what's going to lead to them um, actually accumulating more financial capital. Women are the least funded when it comes to um Venture capitalist pieces, women. And that's why there's some women um, angel investor groups that are starting up to fund women um, because less than I, I didn't write the numbers down with me because I wasn't necessarily going to talk about that. Um, but it is less than 20%. Of women who request X amount of dollars that they get what they've asked for, as opposed to men who get over 75% of what they usually ask for, for investment and when they have ventures and then they want to fund um, their dreams. But what something that you said that hits home is that as women, is that we, it starts with us. We have to make some choices and some shifts to begin to fund our own ventures. To say that today, I am not going to go buy a five or six, $7 Starbucks coffee. And I did it twice today because I had all these business meetings. And instead, if I really just needed to have a cup of coffee, I can run to the AMPM or, you know, go somewhere and get a 99 cents. Or better yet, I can do it at home. Coffee is really inexpensive exactly. per cup. Really inexpensive. You know, so it's making those choices that you have to have. And to me, that's what empowerment looks like. That's what it looks like is when you empower her, empower yourself to make conscious decisions to put yourself in a better light mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and particularly financially. That's when shift happens. And it doesn't mean that you can't splurge. So, one little trick that I had, and I'm gonna ask you, you know, what's your one thing, what's your one trick that you would like to leave everybody with? Is that, but my one trick is that I don't like to go out a lot. So, you know, everybody's going like to the movies, they wanna go have drinks on the weekend, and you can spend massive amounts of money in doing that. So, I had a travel bucket, and if I chose, not to go to say the movies. Now one person is 20 bucks practically. And that's only if you sneak in your own popcorn and snacks. And I would take $20 that week. And I would put that in Mm -hmm. that, or I call it the splurge bucket. And I would just do that periodically. Okay. I was going to go get a coffee and then I made a choice and I didn't go get a coffee from Starbucks. And I usually get my coffees like $6 on average. Then I would literally take the cash of the $6 out of my wallet. And then I put that in the splurge bucket. And so every time I made a conscious choice not to act impulsively on some of the day-to-day things, then I would literally take that cash and I would put that in a bucket. And then periodically, I'd go and I count and I go. Okay, now what? Now I could go on a trip. (laughs) Now I so then I've actually, you know, amassed that by making some conscious choices and some non non sacrificial sacrifices, you know, to do something to splurge on because I do think that we do if we're working and um, exactly we, we do need to have an outlet, but changes. So sometimes going to the beach, I love to go sit by the beach and just sit and watch the waves. And so if I said, oh, I'm going to go and um, I'm going to go to happy hour. Okay, I'm going to say i usually going to spend $25 at happy hour. So I go sit by the beach anyway and have my own happy time watching the sunset and and nature and all God's creation. And you know twenty five funny that you $25 say that? Because um, that in the
1: there market. are so many people that are very savvy when it comes to, um, you know, being frugal. You know, I know there's an app, one of our tax friends that uh, shared with me. It was like, um, I think, local flavor or something like that, you buy like, um, you pay $15, but get $30 worth of food. I'm like, okay, why does not? Why doesn't everyone know about that? Imagine you could take your whole family instead of just going by yourself. Um, Or, you know, a couple people and there's other apps that you can use that, you know, that you can find discounts. I mean, there's just so many different people that, you know, you, they come out of the store and they just pay $1. I'm like thinking, okay, they really took the time to figure it out. Imagine if you take at least one day one day out of the week, just for one hour to figure out how you can stretch that money. It will be amazing how you, much more you would have at the end of the month because, you know, it's important to say, hey, I made this amount of money, but um, I'm spending like 90% of it. No, we need to cut down and say, okay, my goal is to save 10 to 20%. But finding solutions is what's important. So many times, a lot of people just figure out on the challenge, you know, getting my license for what I do, coming out of a job, I didn't have the money. I I thought about how am I going to do this? Well, hey, I had a garage sale. Hey, you can sell things on OffRub. You can sell things on different apps. So a lot of times people just get stuck on the problem, but don't try to find the solution. So you can do it if you want to. And all you have to do is say, hey, man, you know, I've sold the bag uh, on Rebag and I got $500. And I'm thinking, well, that could be my closet. Think about that. That's a little trip to where? Florida?
0: Yeah. You know what you said? There's and it reminds me of a quote. I don't remember off the top of my head who said it, but there's nothing more powerful than a woman with a made up mind. Okay. (laughs) And so we'll figure it out. And that we just gotta take the time to to do that. But we also have to have the desire um to do that. Um there's there's certain other reasons why some women turn to like retail therapy to deal with you know, depression, anxiety to make them feel good. And those are some other psychological and social emotional issues that are stemmed and how they connect to, you know, why they shop, why they spend. But um, before you go, I do want to talk about that whole concept of women and money in regards to getting paid what we should be paid. And I'm not just speaking from a corporate space. And there are disparities still in the marketplace between um, what women are paid and what men are paid. But you know what's really more powerful is the fact that many women choose not to ask for more money. And I know some women who don't even ask for people to you know, pay them back. And where does that mindset come from? Such as, oh, well, I think, oh no, that's okay. I'll, I'll get it. I'll take care of it. And then you're seething because you only had $10. You just spent six on somebody else. And now you got four left because you do not want to tell them that, no, you didn't have the money or somebody borrowed 20 bucks from you and they didn't pay you back. And you guys are out for dinner and they're splurging and you don't want to say to them, oh, okay. Remember you, my, my, my 10 bucks, my 20 bucks. And that, women and their fear of money. And even quoting it, people will say, well, what are your rates? And I'll share them with them. And they just kind of look, but it took a long time for me to get very comfortable with saying it and being quiet. And my coach said, tell people what it costs to work with you. The investment, it's not even a cost, it's an investment. And then be quiet because I've seen, and I had to work with several clients about this when we were setting and developing certain programs they had, and they kept saying, I don't know what to charge. And I'd say, charge X amount of dollars. <gasps> oh, I can't charge that. And there's this belief too that people aren't going to pay us. And I thought, where does that come from? And when you roll that all in to our different understandings of financial literacy, the role women have played in the household and why we see certain women make that shift and others don't that's just very exactly like um
1: i feel that's that, very intriguing um, for me being a woman so i love that. Yes, um, we have you know more responsibilities at home, et cetera. But there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to compete in the workforce. Why? Because I've been there. You know, I've been in the corporate world where, you know, I was the top female manager, and you know, it, My being a woman to me, I put that aside and I just thought about my skills. And if we focus on our skills and saying we're sharper, we can do this. There is no reason why we cannot escalate, you know, that corporate ladder, not ladder and not not only becoming just business owners. That's you know, you have more control. I think there's got to be a lot more women that step up to say, hey, I'm going to be a business owner and I'm going to manage my time. I'm going to manage my money. I'm not going to let someone control my paycheck. I'm not going to let someone tell me what to do. Um, all we have to do is just make that decision and say, hey, I'm confident. I am driven. I'm resilient. And I am just as good, if not better. And I think that, you know, we're going to cause, cause a little commotion, but, you know, it's important that, you know, I've seen people that are in your circle of friends that are very successful. And, you know, we're breaking that glass, like you said. And I love it because it takes Adina Brown. A Miriam Toro to start it. And, you know, we have to start that because our daughters see it, our granddaughters, our future generations. But if we leave it the way it is and play victim and say, oh, we don't make that much, yes, we can and we will. So I believe that it's important to have confidence in ourselves. And you're one of the women that I follow, you're one of the persons that I look up to. And it's just that's how we're going to succeed together, and I think in finances as well. We can't just let the men handle all of the finances and leave it all up to them because the day we get upset and we part, guess what? There goes your money too. You need to have control and say so as well.
0: You're you're so so right um, with that, and and when I when I speak to. You, I, again, I share my C3 blueprint for success and the key to that, and I share this every time I speak and I share it and it's applicable across every single platform, whether it's in business, personal, spiritual, is that the three things that you need to be successful and to be wealthy. And for me, successful is really about building significance. It's really about the legacy that you leave, is that clarity and knowing what, what it is That you stand for? What are your mission, vision, and values from a personal standpoint? And how do you want to use those mission, vision, and values to impact the world, to to set the course, you know, for any and everything that you do that follows that? Because once you're very clear on that, then you can stand confidently in your position in your space and you can demand what you do, you can ask for what you want, and you can Um, Make sure that you have what you need and you don't have to shy away from opportunities because you feel less than or that you're not going to be enough. And when you have that sense of clarity and you have that confidence to stand in that space in that truth, then you build consistent actions, which include financial wellness and financial literacy and financial strategies that's going to create wealth and build a lasting legacy, what we call generational wealth you know, for your kids, your grandkids and and for anyone within your community that's connected to you. And so those three Cs are really quite powerful. And I share quite often that until we get clear about who we are, we'll never be confident it's, it's, about you what know, we do. You back
1: the, the, and we can't the, be like just that empowerment, actions. having control. It's just so important to just pretty much make a decision and say, hey, I'm going to take this area of my life and I'm going to make it better. And how do you make it better if you don't know how you ask how? And it doesn't matter. You may have someone in your life that is able to help you and is licensed. It's better to go to a licensed person because, you know, the weak can't help the weak. So you have to go after someone that is doing stuff, helping others. And it's successful. No. <laughs> Definitely. The week
0: cannot help the week, right? The week cannot help the week. Now, as we begin to kind of wrap up, I always like to leave our listeners, and I thank you um, for listening. And if there's anything that resonates, with you, and I know there's probably many golden nuggets. Please feel free to share. Uh, Walking Through Glass, the podcast, is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, Play, and of course, our host um, Podbean. So there's multiple ways for you to be able to listen to it and begin to tap in and to comment. So it's not even just listening, but what is your takeaway? What what additional information that you have. So all you listeners, we ask that you also share and add and comment and let us know what are you doing to make sure that you have a better sense and understanding of how to build financial wealth, you know? And included in that, and you pointed out to this, Marion, is that personal, that self-wealth is also part of that. So when you talk to many billionaires, exactly. Okay? You ask them one thing that they do that seems to because they read. They read. They they're constantly working on their own personal growth and development that leads to additional financial well-being. So if you had to leave our listeners with that one thing, that mean that tip that they can do right now today before when they finish listening to this episode, Okay. I'm currently reading a book I'm action. almost done
1: with, but what it's would called that The Power of And The Power of Zero right is going to explain to you how to retire in a tax-free retirement. And I love the book because you think about what's going to happen in the future, how our taxes are going to be changing. And you want to be you want to make sure that you're in the best tax bracket, like the zero tax bracket. And there's possibilities to do that by learning and reading. And it's written, I believe by a CPA, but it's just so intriguing. It's so intriguing. I, I love it. And I just know that it's better to know and be prepared than to not know and then be, you know, dealing with the consequence later. So I would definitely recommend that book. I listen to it, listen to it on audio. And there's also another book called Financial Freedom by Kevin D. Peterson. So think about you read one week, one book, um, you know, two books a month to four books a month, and your knowledge is going to go way, way beyond what most people would know. And you're going to be able to share it with others. And just that way, we are able to um, just uh, have more control and have a grasp and be able to manage your money.
0: All right. So she has some great I'm, book tips. I'm, now, how can
1: I'm, people connect with you? I am one of your best friends <laughs> on Facebook, me. Dr. That's Brown. That's so much going on. Um, how could I, they follow you? <laughs> I shared their picture together. You know, we go way back, and I also added all of ah. your links. I think it's so important to support each other, and I believe in what you're doing, and I'm so passionate about helping you in that, you know, on that pursuit of making a difference. So I'm there with you and you could follow me, Marian Toro on Facebook. I am also on Instagram, Marian Toro 2017. I'm a friend on you of yours there as well. And you can also find me on LinkedIn and I'm always accessible. I always reach out, respond. And it's just about having a, um, a selfless um, mind and just being able to help and just make a difference in the world. I'm just very, very excited about our friendship.
0: Yeah. And she, so she's really always starts from a place of how can I help? How can I serve? And I think that when we're building relationship capital is that you do need to look for, um, people authentically, um, support you unselfishly, um, like Marianne and, and to do that. And from the moment that I met her almost three years ago, maybe it's always been that of, you know, how can I help? How can I support? What are you doing? Um, let me support you. And the moment that we met, we realized that, okay, she's my people um, to be able um, to do that. So you definitely want to check her out. And, and if you are in need and want to learn more about how to really begin to set the pathway and the strategies to build um, wealth and have greater sense of financial literacy, you definitely want to do that because she really cares. She really truly cares. And, and the decisions that she helps you make and supports you in making um, for your financial future are always based on what's going to work best for you, not what she's going to get out of it. And so I can say that um, from the heart because that's how she is. That's her spirit of what, what she does and why she actually does it um, to do that. Um, for me, I definitely want you to follow at Dr. Dina Speaks, D-R-D-E-E-N-A-S-P-E-A-K-S on Twitter and on Instagram. And as we continue to kick off the lead her shift movement, I'm I'm really excited about the new things and like you said, you know, adding value. One upcoming opportunity that I have for October is the Tabula Rasa retreat is really beginning to script that divine narrative. And so it's three days, two nights in Sedona, Arizona, but for a very limited um, number of people, when I say limited, I'm saying less than five (laughs) um, people, because it's a very intimate experience to begin to script that, to remove some limiting beliefs and really build a concrete strategy for wherever you are growing to next. But it starts with removing a lot of the the gunk, some of the phantom limbs and being in a space that you disconnect to reconnect to your authentic self. And so I'm really excited about um, Tabula Rasa, which is coming up in October, October 4th through 6th, I believe. And so more information will be posted. And again, I encourage you, encourage you, encourage you to like, follow, share, and comment in that If you have a conscious conversation that you think should show show up on Walking Through Glass, please inbox me or email me at Dr. Dina at drdinaspeaks.com. And we definitely love to explore the topic. And if you're interested in being a guest on Walking Through Glass, the podcast, that's also a possibility um, as well. So I appreciate you um, for listening. I appreciate you um, for sharing. And I Just want to make sure that you understand that we are all on the same journey, but we may have different paths that we take, but you do not have to do it alone. And you're not alone ever. There's someone out there who wants to support you, but you got to be very clear again about what that direction is and what your needs are and be confident to be able to love people and accept support from them and then consistently show up as yourself. And when you do that, walking through the glass gets so much easier and much more painless. So yes, I thank um, you for
1: joining um, make, us today. Sure Marianne, what, did you, you have any final words to you want to say before we sign to out? Good use. Um It's all for your benefit. And, um, you know, being in uh, being in my 40s, Uh, made me realize I need to start doing something and you know it takes with uh, having a plan have a one-year plan a five-year plan and a ten-year plan and I love your goals Dr. Dina because I'll be supporting you all the way and just have that have those plans when you write them out and you think about them you visualize them you achieve them Um, Make sure that you sit down and really create a budget and make sure that you are following it and cut back, cut back on the unnecessary expenses and just um, open that savings account and just put away 10%. Those are like the first three tips. Eventually, you'll become an investor. Eventually, you'll become a property owner. Eventually, you'll have your own building. And, you know, it starts with little steps. Take those baby steps, start crawling and then start walking and then start running. And then nobody can stop you. I'm excited to, you know, pay it forward with you. I love you all. And I appreciate you for having me here. God has a big purpose for us. And, you know, we're going to make it happen together.
0: All right. Thank you. That is so, so awesome. All right. There you have it, walking to blast the podcast with your host, Dr. Dina C. Brown, and our special guest today, Marian Toro, as we talk about really being empowered financially. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.